Modern romance tends to focus on the individuals involved and about what makes these individuals happy. But within the movie Fill the Void, there is a balance between the individual and one's family, one's people, one's past, one's posterity. There is love between the couple and Fill the Void, but their love for each other is founded on a shared sense of being within something larger. Welcome to Bible 365, episode 255, The Book of Ruth and Fill the Void. I'm Mayor Soloveitchik. The filmmaker Rama Burstein, who grew up as a secular Israeli but ultimately embraced Haredi Orthodox Judaism, wrote and directed a romance featuring Haredi Jews titled Fill the Void. Because Burstein came from the world of film, she was able to create something meant for the larger world of cinema, but because she did so drawing on social themes within the Orthodox community in Israel, it made for a movie that was unique. And what she created was celebrated all over the world. The movie, as I expressed, both in writing and commentary and in my own conversation with Rama Burstein and Mosaic editor Jonathan Silver, is one of the best ever produced in Israel, and I believe is one of the most sophisticated films that explores religious themes. The plot begins with Shira, a young woman in a wealthy Hasidic family who has just turned 18 and is eagerly pondering her own marriage possibilities. After all, her older sister, married to a man named Yochai, is very much in love. Her sister and Yochai are expecting their first child and are very happy. But tragedy strikes and Shira's older sister dies in childbirth, leaving a bereaved Yochai and a newborn child without a mother. Yochai cannot raise the baby on his own, and some in the community seek to create a shidduch, a match, between Yochai and a woman living in a Hasidic community far away in Belgium. To Shira's mother, this is profoundly perturbing, because if Yochai marries someone else, then her grandchild will be raised away from the family of his mother. The baby's grandmother, Shira's mother, therefore suggests that Shira should marry her brother-in-law, becoming thereby not only Yochai's wife, but also one who would serve as a mother for her newborn nephew. She will fill the void left by her sister's death. Shira does not want this because she wants a wedding of her own, a new husband of her own, a husband who has never been married before. Yochai is also opposed to the match as he sees Shira as young and immature. But it is the very expectations of others and their own social obligations that first bring them together and then love between them blooms. In my view, the movie succeeds first and foremost because of the talented actress who plays Shira. It is Hadas Yaron, later famous as Libby in Shtisl. And through her acting and the incredible direction of Burstein, the movie is revealed to be an Orthodox Jewish version of a sort of Jane Austen story in which a romance unfolds within a particular culture and society as larger universal human dimensions are revealed. One does not have to feel that one would have acted exactly as Yochai or Shira did in the film in order to understand their story. John Porhoritz, in his own review of the film at the time, wrote that what Burstein has done, quote, is to make a film about Haredi life in which that life is not the subject but the setting. And he adds that fill the void is also about the power that being changed can give, a change wrought by a tragic death that leads to a new life. There isn't a moment when Burstein goes wrong, goes melodramatic, goes didactic, goes false. Working as a woman of faith in a medium looked on with understandable suspicion and skepticism by those who believe as she does, Rama Burstein has made a work of art of overwhelming beauty and impact. End quote. This is absolutely true, and I would also add that there is another more particularistic point to be made here. A Jew seeing the film does not have to believe that he or she would have made the same decisions as the main characters in the movie in order to understand that there is a deeply biblical theme in the film. 
meaning that the movie unapologetically embraces the notion that marriage is not only about love, but also about family obligation and perpetuation, and that a shared commitment to these values can make love itself deeper. And in fact, one could argue that though the movie takes place in a contemporary Jewish community, it also, in its own way, I think, focuses on a theme in a much earlier romance, that told in the book of Ruth, the new book that we begin together. The story of Ruth begins with a family. Now it came to pass when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife Naomi, and the name of his two sons Machlon and Chilion, Ephratites of Bethlehem in Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took for themselves wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Machlon and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Naomi, in other words, is returning to the Holy Land, to Bethlehem. And she entreats her daughters-in-law to stay in their native land. Orpah agrees, but Ruth refuses. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if nothing but death part thee and me. Naomi and Ruth travel from Moab back to Bethlehem. There Ruth gleans barley in the field of a wealthy man, Boaz. Boaz, in turn, treats Ruth kindly and explains why. And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath been fully showed to me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy birth, and art come unto a people which thou knowest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to seek refuge. When Ruth returns to Naomi, the latter communicates a new piece of information. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be the Lord, who hath not left off his chesed to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. Boaz, thus, is related. The Hebrew term that the Bible uses to describe Boaz is goel, redeemer. Because Boaz is kinsman, Elimelech, married to Naomi, as well as Elimelech's sons, have passed away, Boaz will be asked, in accordance with the traditions of biblical society at the time, to, if you will, fill the void, to help sustain and continue this family. In theory, he should marry Naomi, but because Naomi can no longer have children, it will be Ruth that Boaz will be asked to marry. Boaz and Ruth will clearly come to genuinely love one another, but in the book they are moved to engage one another in the first place because of what they owe others, because of Boaz's chesed, loving loyalty to his family, to the now-deceased Elimelech, and because of Ruth's chesed, her pledged loyal love to Naomi. The scenes between Boaz and Ruth are at times some of the most romantic in the Bible, but they turn toward one another initially because they are not only individuals, but also part of a larger family and community, because of what Boaz owes his own kinsman, the dead husband of Naomi, and because of Ruth's loyalty to her chosen family. An incredibly beautiful phrase in the Bible is uttered by Naomi when she learns that Ruth has serendipitously met the very man who can make their family whole, who can fill the void. Baruch Hashem asher lo azav min Blessed is God who has not revoked his loyal love from the living and from the dead. 
The living here are first and foremost Ruth and Boaz, but the dead, the late husbands of Ruth and Naomi, are, as it were, very much part of the story, and it is the memory of them that bring Boaz and Ruth together. Modern romance tends to focus on the individuals involved and about what makes these individuals happy. But within the movie Fill the Void, there is a balance between the individual and one's family, one's people, one's past, one's posterity. There is love between the couple in Fill the Void, but their love for each other is founded on a shared sense of being within something larger. And though most Jewish marriages today do not begin with the tragedies and complexities of Ruth or Fill the Void, at the same time, both of these stories, that of the biblical book and of the modern film, reflect something larger about the Jewish approach to marriage. We have cited before what the historian Paul Johnson once told her by Jonathan Sachs, that in his view, one of the great achievements of Judaism was successfully balancing individuality and community. Thus, when it comes to marriage, is it about bride and groom, or is it about the larger journey of Judaism that bride and groom are helping to make possible? The answer, of course, is that it is both. The film critic Michael Medved insightfully wrote in his own review of Fill the Void that, quote, no film has ever made a better case for the awesome power of the marriage bond and for the significance of the commitments that bride and groom make that could shape lives for countless generations, end quote. This, of course, is a theme in Fill the Void. If you go online and Google it, you will find the incredible song that serves as a soundtrack for the film, which is a modern rendition of Imeshkachech Yerushalayim, If I Forget Thee, O Jerusalem. The song plays at certain turning points in the film, most importantly at the end when Shira and Yochai agree to get married. This song, and the way it was utilized, highlights, at least as I interpret it, the fact that the story is not only about individuals, but also about memory, the memory of a people that is ancient and enduring. The film is about individuality, but it is also about remembering those who have come before and those who will come after. Whether it is in our romantic lives or our religious lives, Judaism asks us to see ourselves within a larger context. Judaism seeks individual flourishing, but within a sense of collective responsibility. And it is fitting that Rama Burstein gives us a film out of her own community, but one that expresses her incredible artistic individuality. The achievement of the work of art that has filled the void can be seen in the incredibly positive review that it received from the New York Times written by a writer who is certainly coming from a very different world than that of Rama Burstein's community. The article notes how rare it is in film to have traditional faith positively portrayed, and then it adds, quote, Fill the Void has been described as the first feature film directed by an Orthodox Israeli woman, and it is one of a small handful of modern movies that depict religious devotion from within. And then the article adds, Ms. Burstein illuminates Shira's world from within, a description that could also be applied to Ms. Yaron's performance. Shira is modest and sensible, forthright with her opinions and discreet about expressing emotions. But the way Ms. Yaron composes her features and the way she is lighted by Ms. Burstein and the cinematographer Asaf Sudri seems to offer direct access to her soul. And then the film critic A.O. Scott adds as follows, quote, The deeper drama of Phil the Void has to do with her self-knowledge, and it is this, the sense we have of witnessing a young person figuring herself out in the most challenging circumstances. That makes the film both accessible and thrilling. It is completely unexpected and entirely believable. End quote. A seemingly simple story can have an extraordinary amount to discover within it. This is true of Fill the Void, and it is certainly true of the biblical book of Ruth, which I look forward to continuing to discover with you. This is Mayor Soloveitchik, looking forward to learning together tomorrow. Signing off. <laughs>